0: Hey everyone, welcome to Game Face, episode unlucky 13, Marcus, but I refuse to believe that this will be anything but a sterling episode of Game Face.
1: Well, considering the shenanigans that were happening here in this office, not two minutes before the actual you know we've we've gone live uh hopefully that's all our bad luck for today
0: yeah we had tons of issues today getting ready for the show in fact we started streaming or we thought and realized we had no internet connection on the tricaster and that was a mad two minute dash to get that done but we are here and we are ready to rock e3 just 10 days away marcus can you believe it yeah yeah, you can believe it? <laughs> I can because I have
1: a calendar, <laughs> Yeah. and the calendar says today's date, and yeah. 10 days from today's date is E3.
0: I think what it is is that when you're just really busy working on something, mm. the time just, like, whips on
1: by, and so... I've been busy playing Marvel Heroes, thank you very yeah, much.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've just been crazy busy, so you don't have time to stop and think, oh, mm. today's Wednesday or Thursday. Like, my wife comes home from work, and she, like, says, what day is it? And I'm like, I really have no idea. It's just another another day in paradise for me, so... Thanks for tuning in to Game Face today. Monday is a big day for Sifted, because Monday is the day that the free two weeks ends. So all the people who have been on free trials all this time, it's decision time. You guys have to make a decision on whether you're gonna subscribe or not. Uh, hopefully you guys have been enjoying it. The uh, conversations on Sifted have been amazing. The uh, the interaction with our users has really picked up over the last like four or five days. Some of our stories are getting big numbers. Then The comments on last week's Game Face, huge, tons of comments on the show. Um, you should definitely pop in there, Marcus, and say hello. There's lots of people in there who would like to chat with you. No!
1: <laughs> I am, i have you know, I'm a private person, and I don't like being talked to by anybody. Well, No, I will, I will pop in. Um, probably. I mean, look, I've, I've been going nuts over, over Marvel Heroes because uh, there's so many characters, and I've started unlocking each of them and getting them to about level 30, yeah. and then starting a new one. And then today, Dr. Doom came out, yep. who is my spirit totem, because let's face it, <laughs> he's an <laughs> evil genius who has you know aspirations of world domination. It's basically me in a metal mask. Um, so, yes, I, I do have to take time to pop in and say hello to everybody and say... What's up, you? Yep, the
0: episode will be up. We actually, now that we don't have to deal with YouTube, mm-hmm. the episodes go up on sifted.net pretty quickly, usually by around midnight tonight, it'll be up for Sifted's users. Also, I uh, just wanted to mention for our subscribers, you guys are going to start seeing original content rocking onto Sifted beginning tomorrow, so you'll start seeing some of our original content aside from Game Face going up on the site. Also, you'll start seeing a lot of updates to the website in general. A lot of the suggestions you guys have given us will start coming to fruition over the next couple days. Um, Yeah, so we're ready to go. Hopefully, you guys have enjoyed it. Uh, Lots of E3 talk on today's show, but next week really is going to be pretty much an entire E3 episode. We'll still have a couple publishers to go through that we haven't tackled yet. We'll do some E3 predictions, have some fun with it. And, uh, yeah, maybe you guys should, uh, in the comments for this show on net share some of your E3 predictions or ask us questions maybe that you want us to answer next week on the show. So I think that's it for all the intro banter. I think it's time to get to the big six. So, Marcus, I know you're one happy man this week. Yeah. One of your favorite franchises pretty much in the entire industry. Not too much surprise, I might add was announced. Fallout 4, we got the debut trailer for Fallout 4. Being such a huge fan, what, what's your impressions of the game based upon what we've seen so far? Mm,
1: fallout <laughs> Um Yeah, it's about damn time. Um, I don't know what the Bethesda team have been doing for the last couple of years. I mean, for God's sake, where's the, you know? It's been a while. <laughs> um, it mean, been it's been a while since, since New Vegas, <laughs> which, you know, you know, was done by Obsidian. Yeah. Um, but, look, the first thing, I mean, obviously, yes, I'm excited. It's Fallout 4. It's the world that... I fell in love with him in Fallout 3, because I never played the previous Fallout games. Fallout 3 was the one that really popped my uh, post-apocalyptic cherry. (laughs) Um, But yeah, this, I mean, uh, the trailer ticks all, all all the boxes. Um... I, I mean, mean, it really does. Yeah. There's
0: all kinds of really cool hidden stuff, like right there. The dog's walking past like that little
1: billboard. Right, there's all oh, kinds. The Mr. Handy box. Yeah. So basically, somebody you know had their Mr. Handy. You know, it was brand new, and they they kept the box away. I mean, and there's been a bunch of videos and uh, little pieces that have hit this in the last couple of days of things you may have missed. And you know, I'll tweet it out a couple. You should go through my Twitter feed and take a look. Um, the thing I like about this, though, is. This actually could be in-game footage very, very easily. No, it's definitely in-game footage. I think the one criticism a lot of people have had is that they aren't blown away
0: by the visuals so far.
1: Well, Matt and I were having this conversation uh, before we we started. And, And let me address the ones who aren't blown away. Do you remember bitching and moaning about The Witcher, where the trailers didn't look like the final game? (laughs) Do you remember bitching about Killzone 2 when the E3 reveal didn't look anything like the final game? Well, guess what? Here's a fucking game that has a trailer that looks like it is the actual game. Yeah. Don't bitch. Don't moan. Don't turn around and say it's from twenty fucking thirteen. It's an evolution of the engine for a start. I mean, the dog looks fantastic. The the animation on the characters look look fantastic. I mean, it. it, I don't think it looks bad. I don't think anyone thinks it looks bad. Well, no, it's it's just I've, I've had a couple of snarky comments when you know, in response to people you know, from people this week on Twitter, and it just pissed me off no end. It's like you fuckers aren't happy, and I'm not talking about the you fuckers watching now and in the chat room because you know we have a pretty mellow level-headed bunch most of the time um but yeah this whole well oh it looks it looks like fallout 3 it looks like new vegas well actually i mean well shouldn't it look a little bit like like (laughs) because it's set in that particular it's not just a universe it's a world it's a continent i mean you know it's a time frame and then the graphic engine has had an overhaul Um, I mean, it looks better. It looks great. I mean, it really does look great. It looks, you know, it's like slipping on a comfortable pair of slippers, but it's, it's a new pack because the other ones had holes in them. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. I think a lot of people
0: are going to compare the visuals in this game to The Witcher because it's an easy comparison. It's an action RPG. It's open world, sprawling environments,
1: big draw and distance. Let's compare the let's compare the PC versions. The PC versions when they ship. Let's compare them side to side, yeah. and I guarantee you both will be absolutely fucking beautiful. Oh, for sure. For so sure. you know, I mean, it's uh, it, it is <laughs> it is getting ridiculous the amount of people who will just bitch and moan over you know, one thing and then flip their own script and go, just go 180. So let's talk about, you know, it's set in Boston, Yeah. which was obviously leaked a year ago by a disreputable shitty website who specializes <laughs> in uh, receiving stolen papers. Yes, I'm talking about you, Shitaku. Um, yeah, so um, it was that was obviously leaked. Um, we haven't had many details, but when you look through the trailer and you look at some of the art, first thing that popped into my mind and you know one of the things that i always like in rpgs and these big ones is when you've got a permanent base yeah. when you've got someone i love to call it too having own. a home place yeah. yeah and in in fallout you know in new vegas and in fallout 3 you did have you know you could get a um you know you could get a house in nuketown um and you could get a, a, a like a suite at the hotel as a reward but i'm hoping that this you know garage that you actually see with the power suit and, you know, the dogs sitting there and you got all the coca cola bottles and you got a little Pip-Boy character. That yeah, you, yeah. Um, I'm hoping this indicates that you actually have a permanent base this time Uh that you can basically, you can look after, you can set up defenses, you can customize, you can upgrade. It's your own particular patch, Because sorry, I was looking away because we were just watching that one particular section, which was awesome. Um and I think that, to me, I mean, they tried it a little bit in Skyrim. Um, but I would love to see that you can have this base where you can really go bananas. Um, obviously, you know, the big rumor is now that the, the player can talk. Yeah. Which well, he does talk in a trailer. He does. He does say something to, to the dog. Um, I'm not as fussed over that as perhaps a lot of people. I mean... Do you, um, wait, do you want him to talk
0: or do you not want him to talk?
1: I don't really, I don't really mind. I mean, look, the beauty for me was when I was giving my responses in Fallout Three in New Vegas. It was my voice I was here Yeah, yeah. And I'm head, sure you can turn, sure. you can turn the voice off. Yeah. If it, you know if it's there. I mean, um, that, again, that's the beauty for a lot of RPGs. The the less immersive ones are the ones where you are playing a predefined character for me. I would much rather create my own character. And again, one of the reasons I fell in love with Skyrim and Fallout was that you went through the tests and you went, you know, you, put, you, know, you take care of your perks and you control your, what you look like and your know, characteristics. And, yeah. and that to me is the true epitome of, of what, you know, RPGs should be and, 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 you know, and hopefully will always be. Um, so yeah, I'm not fussed about that. I mean, obviously, then there were some Weisenheimers who wanted to go and uh, play as the dog. Yeah. <laughs> Bless, co-op. Yeah. Dog co-op. Um, I'm glad the dog's back. I mean, you know, the dog was a the dog was a great character once you found him and, he, dog you meat. know, but again, you know, you have the dog and you can have him, you know, stay, stay at your, you know, at, at your base and he can, you know, take care of things and, you, you know, you can find some Mr. Handies and you can give him some guns and you have him patrol the perimeter and, and then obviously you get into Boston. You see, you know, the, you, we've got vaults. Uh, was it 111 this time? Yeah, yeah. That's the new vault number. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to listening to you know Matt Frary, uh, who is a good <laughs> friend of ours, and sometimes watches. He's from Boston. Listening to his uh, annoying Bostonian accent type thing. It's better than listening Kick to him. his
0: Patriots garbage. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. In, a Matt. Pack the car, <laughs> in the in the pack. <laughs> um no i've got nothing but love for the boston crew uh, there's, some, there's some good people out there uh but yeah i'm looking forward to seeing you know a more east coast vibe again you know we went to to new vegas now we're back on the east coast after you know washington in, in fallout 3 so yeah i'm happy and you know i've got this gut 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 react uh sneaky feeling that we would we will see it this fall uh well i mean it's all awesome. over
0: retailer websites is coming out i mean You can't really control Mm. stuff anymore, it's almost impossible, like the Uncharted thing, Uncharted remasters of the first three games were announced today, and that actually broke last night because a retailer accidentally put the box art up, or, you
1: know, there's so much
0: planning that's involved with launching a game now that it's almost impossible to keep things a secret.
1: Which is why, until- I, why I don't do PR anymore, because it's an absolute <laughs> nightmare, because these retailer accidents, yeah. you know, it's some smegpots. Some you're of them probably make aren't, You yeah. want them to make a name for themselves. It's
0: some kid who has control over that, who's just like, Oh, eh, this is all I have control over, I'm going to totally bust this
1: out. Oh I'm, oh, I'm guessing it's like, oh, look at that, now people are all going to link to our site and we'll traffic and blah, 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 and we, you know, we'll screw over a particular company um but yeah i think it's coming this year i think we'll see it uh october maybe as late as november but i'm thinking october and if we I do mean it makes
0: sense this yeah. could have been in development for the last forever who knows well, how long it know like i said
1: obsidian did new vegas um, right you know and um once that was polished and fixed it turned out to be an absolute stonking fantastic game yeah uh so yeah i don't see why we shouldn't get it this year um i mean i hope I hope that, that Bethesda announce it on the 14th. I mean, you know, we're going to go to Bethesda and we will we will sit and watch and um, whoever's sitting next to me might get covered in emissions.
0: Well, that's probably going to be me, so I... <laughs> I'm not sitting next to you. I'm sitting next to
1: Matt. Um, but yes, uh, yes, I can't wait. Uh, it's actually the first title of this year that I'm genuinely bona fide, really happy that is coming. Jacked up. Um, yeah. It's... What
0: about some things <laughs> that they could add? Like, Online functionality in some way, or how would you feel about like an co- online co op where we could play together?
1: Uh, I think, as if it's an option and it's not forced on you, um, drop in, drop out co op, not necessarily a bad thing. Um, you know, being able to sort of like visit other people's, you know, uh, games and check out their know, homes. Their homes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we had the discussion, uh, you know, again before we went on air how cool would it be if you could take over a vault? Yeah. And that would be your vault. And, you know, you could do whatever you want with it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, as long as it's not too, too forced and it's not uh, something that you have to sign into. Yeah. Because there's nothing, you know, there's nothing worse than having some random idiot drop in. I mean, as long as they've got the settings in they say that your friends list are the only ones who could jump in, that would, that would work. Because, I mean, there's something to be
0: said for the solitude of these games. Like The Witcher, for example. Like, I don't know if I would want to play The Witcher with other people. like There's certain games that I like to play by myself, on the couch, and not worry about other people, or take into consideration the abilities of another character that they do or do not. Look, there's a place for that, and I do enjoy it sometimes, but there's also times where I just want to sit down solo and play a game. So I mean, uh,
1: the beauty of Fallout is that Fallout could be the game that can actually carry it off nicely, like I said, where it's drop in, drop out. Yeah. You don't want to involve it into an MMO. It's certainly not an, you know, MMO um, territory. We don't want that. But, I mean, you know, the fact that you are survivors in this post-apocalyptic world and you're going to come across other Wanderers. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's entirely feasible that, you know, if they're all set within the same, you know, timeline, New Vegas, Fallout 3, Fallout 4, because, you know, within, you know, say, a couple of months or years of each other, it's entirely feasible that you should, you could even run across, characters you've met in the previous games All Right. um that's going to be interesting you know if they have some sort of uh you know i doubt they will because of the engine differences but if they you know they had a way to recognize perhaps some of the acts from fallout 3 in new vegas that would be cool you know to you know you could gossip somebody gossiping about you know how uh something happened in you know in new vegas and uh you know
0: like they start tying it all together. Yeah, pretty it,
1: safe to assume VATS is going to return, you think? Yeah, I got no problem with VATS. I really like it. I mean, it can be a crutch.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you know, Matt again pointed out uh, that uh, you know, that all he does is put his fedora and his sniper rifle on and goes fantastic. Yeah. Um, I like VATS. I think it does give it a little bit of additional Give it some
0: punch, that's for sure. It
1: does. It gives you it gives you that breathing room because, you know, again in a game like Fallout, you know, the first time I went into three and you know, I got rushed by, you know, a couple of big ass mutants, I was like, All right, hit the VATS because I needed to pause and, you know, take a, take that step back. You could you can do the run and gun. But the, the the thing that Vats gives you is um an element more of control. And I you know I like that, especially in an RPG where you do have to. It makes it up feel weapons, more like an RPG, ammo. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I like
0: otherwise that. it's just like a shooter where you're getting xp
1: yeah no i i'm i look I'm vats i want back perks i want back the the you know the magazines transportation might come into this one yeah. um you know we could be looking at you know maybe some of those cars they're all rusted out you get to tune one up and drive around maybe convert it to solar or use one of the robots as a power source yeah. uh, a bicycle or a motorbike and sidecar for the dog uh obviously we see <laughs> you awesome. know we see some guys in power suits uh taking off in a drop ship and you actually see from the drop, you know, from inside the dropship. So yeah. that, you know, whether that's a cutscene or whether that's actually something that we can expect in the future, even um, if that's a cutscene, yeah. still
0: there's some some yeah. significance in that that shot in that trailer.
1: And the thing that does it also excite me is not only Fallout Four, but I'm thinking beyond it. Especially when we look at the amount of DLC that we see, you know we see announced, they have there haven't been any announcements of DLC yet. I'm sure they will come. Yeah. Uh, but we see the quality and the price of what the DLC is for most games now, and then my mind goes back to the new Vegas DLC in particular, right. which was actually really good quality for it the was. price. Yeah, yeah. And the fact is, there was what
0: three episodes. Um for
1: 3 New yeah Vegas. I think it was like 3 for 3 for Fallout and 3 for New Vegas. I ended up buying it, you know, I had New Vegas on. Did Xbox. you buy the season
0: pass, Marcus? No, I
1: actually uh, <laughs> waited um for the PC version and then got the Steam sale version. It was uh, like 6.99 for the entire fucking thing. Wow. Uh <laughs> all patched up, working fantastically. But yeah, I mean, you know that this world there will be a commitment to this world beyond the launch and not in the way of, uh, you know, and I hope it's not going to be in the way of, you know, buying fatalities or buying additional dogs or whatever um, i don't think you know dog armor you know we're not going to go with horse armor we're not going to go with dog armor or bicycle armor or anything like that brahmin armor uh but yeah I, i'm i'm excited i mean look i don't don't even you know if the new features are few and far between i just want to get back into that world to it's been so well long, constructed and i world. hope
0: it doesn't take this long again
1: for the next one well, I mean, look, Bethesda. You know, Bethesda's is a big publisher, yeah. But they don't have, you know, they aren't as big as, say, you know, Ubisoft, where they have studios all around the world. Yeah. They actually go for the quality over quantity, yeah. which I'm a big fan of. Um, so, you know, we will have this. Will we have Dishonored two? Will we have Doom? Or will we know Doom's coming. Uh, so, you know, is there going to be a new Skyrim, or is it going to be a newer, newer version of the Elder Scrolls? Um, it 's scary to me to think how old I could be
0: by the time the next fallout comes out, if they
1: stick to their schedule well, at this rate i 'll actually be in my early fifties,
0: yeah that 's scary
1: but again, I mean you know they may find somebody who uh can actually produce a you know, a quality game. Like I said, Obsidian created a great game that was let down by such a horrible engine in New Vegas. Yeah. So, you know, if Obsidian… If and lots mi- of
0: bugs. I mean, New Vegas was a disaster when it first launched.
1: It was. It was. I mean, it was buggy as hell. But once it was patched and working, it's, it's right up there. Yeah. It's better than Fallout 3 in, in, in a lot of ways. So, you know, maybe Obsidian can get to grips or are getting to grips with this new engine and uh, you know, there won't be some of the glitches before. And I think the other thing, obviously, we all hope for is that the PlayStation version this time does not suck. Yeah, and I mean, broken. it'll
0: probably be reversed this time.
1: Well, I don't know, look, I think though, yeah, I think because both PlayStation 4 and Xbox One are, as we've said so many times, PCs in boxes. yeah, And the game is designed prelimin- prelim- prelim- Predominantly on the PC, and it's going fantastic on the PC, and then they dumb it down for the various console, uh, two console iterations. This shouldn't be an issue. This yeah, night.
0: there's really no excuse for that anymore. Yeah,
1: there's no 37 different cells each doing yeah. indi- individual things. So, yes, this has got me excited for um, the 14th. I don't know how excited I am for the 15th, 16th, 17th, and 18th <laughs> of June, but on the 14th, uh, it's, going to be, it's going to be a good... Celebration. It's going to be a fucking good night. <laughs> Hope so. Uh, all right, so let's continue. I mean, we just did the unofficial Bethesda. We um, kind of did
0: because I yeah. mean they have
1: they have Doom. Yeah. Um, we know we they have, they have that Elder brawler. Scrolls
0: Online, which is pretty much ready to go on consoles now. So there's not much to talk about there.
1: They have that um, brawler, the uh, online brawler for next year. Um, can't remember the name of the title. Uh, will we see a new Dishonored? Will we see any I creator? would be really
0: I know a lot of people are asking for that, but I would be really surprised if they make a sequel to Dishonored.
1: Oh, I think we're gonna see a sequel to Dishonored. Really? I don't, we won't see it this year. I mean look, the I game we'll was it great, it was
0: very unique, it had its own everything actually. It had its own kinda of twist on gameplay with the blinking and everything. It had its own twist on atmosphere, even though it was kinda of steampunk, it still kinda of had its own look. I just it didn't sell that well. I think
1: it sold well enough. It
0: sold okay. I think it it sold, didn't it,
1: tank. It sold well enough. It was very well received critically. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, that uh, I'd love to see the team get another chance, and I'm sure they will. Uh, but, yeah, I would see. I think, you know, Fallout's going to take up most of the space, along with Doom. Uh, then we will see uh, maybe, you know, a, will we see a Prey two, tra- a 2 trailer? I mean, you know, that game. Really? That game va- <laughs> will, really I, I'm asking, possible? will we? Will we? My money's more on a Dishonored 2 trailer for... You know something that we'll see more of at next e3
0: i don't i think pray two's done i think it's well, we'll, i think that one you can throw some dirt on the grave there
1: we'll see but um it'll be interesting to see when doom comes uh when doom's gonna hit which because if doom is hitting and fallout is hitting that's gonna be uh an interesting... i'd be
0: really surprised if bethesda did that
1: i think we'll get Fall. like i said fallout and i'm hoping we're gonna get fallout in november maybe october Doom in the Spring. Um, and then Doom in the Spring. And then Dishonored 2 next year. And that's actually a pretty damn corking lineup. Because again, yeah, yeah. it's... For 12
0: months time, that's yeah, pretty it, impressive
1: for one publisher. And the, the great thing is, it, you know, they are sequels or, you know, ones a remote, Um But we have waited a long time. Yeah, we have. And that's what makes you know, games interesting when we wait and people are taking time over it.
0: I think you see the hype level for this game is really high. I know the yeah. uh, the debut trailer on Sifted did a ton of comments. Like, the conversation went on all day with people just kind of coming in and sharing, like, things that they want in a game, things like that you had talked about that they are concerned about by watching the trailer, and it was a great discussion. And so, you're right, you know, if this were a yearly release, oh. I mean, for example, anything we put up for Black Ops 3 doesn't get a fraction of what this is getting. So, you know, you're absolutely right. Like, putting something out every year, it lowers the interest. Or a good way to look at it was Assassin's Creed. Yeah. I mean, the interest in that on Sifted was nothing compared to Fallout, so certainly a, a smart strategy
1: yeah so let's go on with the next uh, e3 preview uh, squeenix 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 the ones who can't make money out of tomb raider apparently which was probably one of the best games they've released in the last five to six years <laughs> and was very well received and sold really really well but apparently they lost money on it or something or made like a dollar because apparently they don't know how to manage shit. and then they can spend 50 hundred billion trillion dollars on Final Fantasy Cutscenes, Inc. And apparently make a lot of money out of that, so uh, go figure. I don't know about making a lot of money
0: out of that. Well, here. you
1: never. it's funny, you never hear them bitching about Final Fantasy and how much money they fucking pour into that.
0: That's because you, what you don't realize is that they are releasing, re-releasing, tons of Final Fantasy games and on the, like mobile. And the suckers buy it and up And the money every just time. comes rushing in. Now they're creating like original <laughs> Final Fantasy RPGs, like uh, Mobius Final Fantasy is an RPG just for mobile devices. And you watch, it'll probably end up coming to other platforms eventually, but Square's at a place now where it is at least commissioning Final Fantasy games to be made specifically for mobile, so you know, we see their release schedule maybe seems a little thin at times, but the truth of the matter is is that you're you have to really pay attention to know what's really going on completely with that company. They
1: actually have three titles that on this list that at E3 I do want to see. Yeah. Um, well, they have a
0: great lineup. I mean, the graphic on the screen well, right now says it's loaded and they are loaded. I mean, they have the potential to have a huge E3 now.
1: We've got, look, we've got six titles on the list. I would happily live without without half of that. Uh, three, there's only three titles on that list that appeal to me.
0: Uh, gee, I wonder if I can pick out the ones that you're interested in. <laughs> Go nuts! Go on, I dare ya! <laughs> so the three that you don't give a crap about would be Final Fantasy 15. That game is not going to be at E3, but they're saying already it's going to have a huge presence at Gamescom. The other one you don't care about is Final Fantasy 14: A Realm Reborn. Which, I have to give Square Enix credit for that, because that game was pretty much in the toilet. And a lot of times, what, the, what publishers will do is just pull the plug. And that happened actually with the DC Comics mobile. Dude, it lasted two months and they.
1: Wait. uh, Seriously, DC um, or Weeby games, way to waste the Infinite Crisis storyline. Yeah. I mean, oh, for fuck's sake. I mean, Batman, they get it right. They can't do fuck all else. It's just like their movies. The Batman movies were great. Superman, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. man of steel, not so much. Um, but yes, pulling that. Like, Two I mean, months it's been live uh, out of
0: like open beta.
1: And they did a lot of the rings moba as well. Yeah. I don't even know if that's still going. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, look, you may want to take a page out of Marvel's book, DC, and uh, one look at doing a Diablo esque Marvel hero style game, which would be really quite cool. Um, and then the other thing you should do is look at Marvel Unlimited, which is the great comics app, and get your fucking acting gear because uh, yeah, They're DC. they behind. Oh, they are. They, they are way behind, I mean, I saw the Man of Steel, Oh, was it Superman versus Batman, just this, Dawn of Justice trailer. Yeah. I laughed. Yeah. So
0: here's the thing, though, my point was that, look, they pulled the plug on that MOBA after two months. Square Enix, instead of pulling the plug, and they gave the initial run of Final Fantasy XIV a great chance. Like, it's Mm -hmm. not like,
1: now this is this is the MMO, yeah? Yeah. I did play this and I will look, I will say and while it's not a uh, you know, of an, a game I would really, you know, I, I really want to go back and have no interest in. I did play it. I'm a, I got a press account. Thank you uh, Mr. Cranzle before you disappeared. Um yeah, so I got a, a press account. and I played it for a good month, maybe 6 weeks. Yeah. Um when was this, by the way? This was after it was relaunched. This was last oh, okay. year. Oh, so it was the realm reborn that you played. Yeah, this uh, this was and look it it's not a bad game. It's a tidy little game, and I can see people why... People are loving it now. I can see They've why a lot of people are into it. Game, uh, yeah. You know, Fairfax, uh i got to give credit where where it's due. They did persevere, and a lot of people are really happy with it. It's I mean, just, how many
0: publishers go back and completely rework a game like that and I mean, then have it be a huge success afterwards? No, no, you've got to
1: give credit where credit is due on that one, um, yeah. and a lot of people are happy. I did, like I said, I, play, I played it for about a month, six weeks, and I just, I mean, look... I, in my MMOs I am kind of, I think I've been brainwashed by World of Warcraft too much yeah uh, you know, I mean, that happens t- when you play it for thousands of hours well this is it <laughs> we're talking almost 10 years of uh, yeah. playing World of Warcraft do you still play it at all? Uh, on occasion I, I mean yeah. I haven't played the thing since January okay but um, I did every you know, once in a
0: while you'll pop in did yeah, you play the expansion when yes, it came out?
1: I played the expansion uh, it was good um, but again, I mean, I'm more perhaps set in that mindset. And again, look for me, Final Fantasy. You know, was it Final Fantasy Eight was perhaps the last one I really truly enjoyed. The one after seven? Um, uh, seven or eight, one of the two. Um, but I mean, so for I, the
0: original PlayStation, that was the last. Yeah, one you enjoyed. The
1: original PlayStation. I mean, and, and look, I played them on the Super NES. I played them. I had them all on the Game Boy. Yeah. Uh, I bought all the PlayStation ones, uh, however many there were of those. But it just got to be a little bit repetitive. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it, it went in a different direction to, to perhaps what I'm... What Speaking
0: I of different direction. <laughs> One direction? I like how it says this, this can't be for real. That's exactly what I said to myself the first time I saw that trailer. I was like, this can't be
1: for real. Well, remember the first time we saw that trailer because we went on bonus round and discuss. We it. did, yeah. And I did say that it looks like One Direction on tour. Yeah, and it still does. Yeah. But they're
0: not showing this game at E3. Is that a huge mistake, Marcus? They, By the way, they just did like a live stream for this game where they showed off a second tech demo for it. And also, they're doing an episode two of the demo that launches next week. So they put out a trailer for that. They put out a new tech demo. So obviously, they they have the ability to create media for this game. I just can't understand why they would just basically boycott E3. It makes no. It's their biggest game. Um, which also tells you the game, there's no way in hell the game's coming out this year. I mean, which we kind of knew already. But there's no way.
1: It'd be interesting to see, you know, again, perhaps, you know, they're looking at this perhaps more of a, you know, a Western audience. Tomb Raider is something that's probably going to do better over here. Um, so perhaps that's where they're putting most of the, you know... Save
0: it for Tokyo Game Show with Gamescom. TGS,
1: game, well, Gamescom, I'm, you know, Gamescom is always traditionally, or Europe has always had a strong... PlayStation Presence, which always bled into also in a big Final consumer fantasy. show. It's yeah. not just press. Although, yeah. we'll get to that later. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> about E3. All right, all But uh, let's, all right, let's look at... Now, the it. other
0: game you don't give a crap about is Star Ocean 5. Yeah. You definitely do not, not care my, about not that. Not
1: my cup of tea. I'm not saying they're bad games. I'm sure they will keep a lot of people very happy and more power to you, as usual. But my three are Deus Ex, because I thought the last one, while well, flawed, was very, very exciting. Uh, just Cause 3, because uh, I came late to the Just Cause franchise. Uh, I bought two again on a Steam sale and played it on PC, and it's just fucking batshit. Yeah. It is £10 a batshit in a £5 bag. It,
0: it and definitely this, is. And this one looks even crazier, like, looks, if that's possible. This looks absolutely friggin' Looney Tunes. Yeah, well, you can, like, carjack
1: a jet, so... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, this just looks perfect for... You know, just being silly and... It's good, mindless fun, and you
0: need that from video games sometimes. It can't always be these serious, like, deathly whatever affairs. Like, you gotta have a little brevity and some some lightheartedness in your gaming at times, and this game certainly provides it.
1: Yeah, I'll be interested to see how many people played it the way I played it, which was barely did any of the missions, just got to a big area and just ran around. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, it looks like this game is going to provide ample opportunities to do just that with, like, the crazy new grapple hook stuff that you've got and it's yeah
1: it Dude, looks awesome you can crash a plane at least for our 10 hours yeah. it looks
0: awesome because that was my i think we said this on the show before when he put out in trailer for this was that it does kind of have a shelf life like around 10 hours with this game i started to lose interest a little bit i did enjoy kind of going back and just messing around for an hour here or there but i don't think i ever finished the game
1: well, I think the beauty of this one, and the thing I liked about 2, was that people modded it. Because again, I bought it on the Steam sale on the PC, and this is yeah. where you know if you have a console, you do miss out. But you look at some of the mods for this; they were fantastic. Oh, yeah. And uh, again, we're looking you know, at what they're
0: doing with Grand Theft Auto V right yeah. now, I mean, literally, some of these mods are pretty mind blowing. So wait till they get their hands on the tools in Just Cause Three, I and mean, yeah
1: it's it's going to be it's going to be biblical Um, i mean one of the
0: mods for grand theft auto 5 actually was a just cause grappling hook it didn't obviously work as well because it's kind of rigged together
1: yeah but like they could latch
0: onto a cop and then like wing the cop like all the way across like the level or whatever
1: it's pretty pretty cool i hope oh by the way fallout 4 i hope that's moddable
0: yeah, oh, I'm sure it will
1: Ooh, be. Oh, that would be so. Yeah, yeah. imagine how GST. good that thing is
0: going to look under the the tutelage of modders. Oh too. yes.
1: So i um, anyway. Let's go. Let's get back to um, you know, Rise of the Tomb Raider. I a new trailer the this one. week. Did you see it? Uh, i kind of well. I mean, I kind of you know. You're about in, to see it because Matt's going to run. I <laughs> went into a coma. Uh, this around is actually the old trailer, but around sort of like um, seven a.m. Pacific on Tuesday morning, I went into this sort of like fugue state where I all i could think about was fallout 4 yeah but i yeah i got nothing but love for the for the tomb raider reboot i thought they executed it very well um laura croft was a you know a much more fleshed out character no pun intended i mean look, you know <laughs> we all we all remember how she got idost i double um <laughs> back in the you know the, the the late 90s and the early 2000s but you know this one is you know this looks, again, looks really good. Um, I So, you know, again, more of the same with a couple of changes. Long enough break between the games that gets me want to go back and spend some time with Miss Croft.
0: It'll be interesting to see if they do a lot more with, like, the whole crafting mechanic. Because I felt that was kind of an underused part of the game. Like, I didn't feel like I really needed to craft stuff all that much. I was collecting yeah. all this stuff, but it never seemed essential for me to complete the game. So... It'll be interesting to see if that's a bigger element in this.
1: Well, I think this time around, I mean, you know, she had you know, she is more experienced. I mean, this was uh, you know, the first one was her introduction really to becoming this adventurer, and she is a little- it'll be interesting to see how they handle the story. Um, is, it- is Rihanna Pratchett writing?
0: I don't know, actually, that's a good um, question.
1: So, yes, so it'll be interesting. I mean, again, I look, I'm looking forward to this. Um, the I one think- thing I
0: liked about the last game was how she started out as like this fresh noob for lack of a better word and she kind of grew and evolved throughout the course of the game but now that she has become Lara Croft where does that evolution go? Is the character going to be just this kind of one-note thing well, throughout the it, whole game? or
1: It's going to be interesting. I mean, you know, the the first time round, as you said, it was she was a noob. This time, she's still going to be somewhat of a noob, more experienced. But you know, this I'm is guessing, a new trailer here, by the way. It, this is going to give you the chance to, or give Square Enix the chance to really look at throwing more things at her. And, you know, seeing how she evolves that way, I mean, do we want her to evolve into this uber, you know, unflappable, Ripley-esque character? No. And that's the that's the beauty of the Tomb Raider games, if, you know, the way they're handling them now, if they handle them properly, it's going to be a great journey, and it's going to be fun to be part of that journey.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty excited for this game. This trailer, I don't feel like it did much. Although it's better than a lot of trailers that we get. I mean, it is kind of past the teaser stage at this point, this game.
1: Well, she looks like she's raiding a tomb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what we would like in the next one. More actual tomb raiding. I so. actually
0: wouldn't mind some more real platforming in the game as well, because that, I felt like that was one element from the old Tomb Raider games that the reboot kind of lost. Like,
1: well, again, I think, yeah, Everything felt like it was kind of, of on autopilot a lot of times. Yeah, platforming as I mean, look, um,. Uh, and the puzzles too. You're right. Like there weren't hardly any puzzles in the last There one. were only there were only a few. Um, but Nolan in the chat room says she grew and evolved into a mass murderer, which is true. Yeah, I mean it, <laughs> yeah. there was that, you know, going from, you know, not wanting to shoot anything even to get food to survive to I kill you. I kill you? I kill you? But yeah. you know, let's face I mean face that's it.
0: pretty much every video game now. I mean maybe you know to the first one is out. the toughest.
1: Once the first one is the toughest and once that's done, apparently you can go. So, yes. Pray I never kill anybody.
0: Well, I mean, it's not like Tomb Raider was ever a stealth game, where you went around and incapacitated no. people. No. I mean, the original Tomb Raiders, most of the combat was against animals. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I don't, you probably didn't feel as bad about it, but it is true. I mean, if you look back on the last Tomb Raider, like, she does turn into a mass murder, but I also feel like they, uh, they justify it, because the people that she's interacting with in that game are such scumbags. Like, remember that very first demo they showed where the guy was, like, trying to rape her? Remember
1: that? I mean, was he trying to rape her? Was he being wildly inappropriate? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, But, yes, that was, you know, that was an interesting... When you look at it in the the context of the game, yeah, I mean, let's face it, men... Some men act like that. And generally, you know, if you're a mercenary or you're in the employ of somebody who's a douchebag, you're generally going to be a douchebag too and do douchebaggy things. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's... I didn't feel bad about the killing in that game at
0: all. It's I never like thought a- about it. I was like, I can't believe I'm killing all these people. I'm like, these people are jerks. Like, they deserve to die.
1: Yeah, yeah. You, do, <laughs> you, you don't expect, so, like, you know, Tomb Raider 2 to start with, like, uh, you know, one of those little Facebook posts. Like, my dad went off to work for somebody on an island, and I never heard from him again. And, yeah. Oh. I mean, you know, it's not going to be that sort of thing. Like, let's face it. if you, you know, you deserve it if you're a bad guy in Tomb Raider.
0: Overall though, I think Square Enix has a pretty impressive lineup for e three
1: they have a little bit, I think for everybody. I think their hardcore um, Japanese uh, game fans will be uh, quite happy and, and we haven 't even
0: talked about like all their handheld stuff that they 're doing and
1: um, was a hitman sniper that came out today on the, did, on the mobile system yeah. Um, yeah, they do seem to do well on the mobile, but you know like, Square Enix. They turned it around. They have balance yeah. this year. Um, and they've had, you know, balanced the last couple of years and the the, the Idos um acquisition has really done well.
0: Paid big dividends. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. All
0: right, so Marcus, here's a topic that's near and dear to your heart, I'm sure. So this week it seems like every week we talk about Valve at least once, and sometimes twice. But yeah. this <laughs> They make news every week, and it's always big news because, there's, because people are Gabe so... Because Gabe likes
1: to hear his name uttered on Game Face. He yeah, could be.
0: <laughs> it's true.
1: I mean, you know, he's a big fan. Yeah.
0: But I think what it is is that people are so passionate about their service, Steam, they that are... any time Valve makes a decision, it's like a huge deal, and there are editorials written about it, and there are podcasts that talk about
1: it. and They are PC games. Yeah, I mean, they are. I mean, they're the Xbox Live of PC, and so... They got into the games space in a way that Games for Windows wanted to, but never managed to. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think
0: Microsoft said today that uh, Windows 10 will not be a replication of (laughs) Games for Windows.
1: No, no. Games for Windows, you know, boom. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, So, the story, I haven't even got to the story yet. The story is that now Valve will allow people who purchase games to get a refund for the game. And basically how it works is once you buy the game, you have 14 days to return it. Yep. And if you, and you can only return it if you've played it for two hours or less. So yep. on the surface, that sounds great. And by all accounts so far, everyone's saying it literally takes like um, one minute for you to request your refund before you get that money sent back to you from Valve. And so the question has become, though, is that with the advent of all these indie games that are really short experiences and generally you don't pay a ton of money for a lot of these games don't last more than a couple hours so people are are kinda up in arms they're saying well look if you're the developer of one of these small games like a Gone Home or a Dear Esther or something it's is kinda like a quirky game that just has a twist or maybe the narrative's really strong to get you through those two hours you know a lot of people are saying that it kinda pushes those developers and those games out of the market. Because if you can finish the game in two hours, you're gonna get the game, you're gonna play the game, you're gonna finish the game, and then you're gonna go to Valve and say, I didn't like this, I wanna return it, and then get your money back. And then, I I don't know how those finances trickle down to the developer, if the developer has to refund all the money, I don't know how that works. They haven't really talked about it yet,
1: but. it will be interesting to see, I mean, I'd actually, you know, I know um, Valve have put this two hour limit in, but I'd be interested in really going to really go into the fine print and, because obviously Steam achievements are tied in. Yeah. To a game. So what happens
0: if you get achievements and then yeah. you return the game? Do they take those achievements Well, no. I would
1: actually say, I mean, if somebody buys a two-hour game for nine ninety-nine and they play it through and they complete the game and then demand a refund, I think, you know, Valve would look at this like, you've completed the fucking game. Yeah. You know, um, it's... it's, I think that the two... That's a good
0: point. They could use that as a system of checks and balances. Maybe they say, well, if you... More than 50, if you attain more than 50% of the achievements in a game, then you can't return it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like going to the movies. Uh, let's face it, if you walk out of a movie in the first 10, 15 minutes, you're pretty much going to get your money back because if you really don't like the movie. But if you go all the way through a fucking movie and then come out and say, I don't like it, I want my money back, they're going to laugh at you. Will they really give your money back for movies if you don't like them? Well, if you walk out, like I said, within 10, 15 minutes, the last time I did it was uh, was it Dumb and Dumber, the prequel. Oh yeah we walked out of that one um, and got got money back which is fantastic the only movie I've
0: ever walked out on I'm embarrassed to say I walked out on it now because I think it's freaking hilarious and it was Tommy Boy I don't know why I went to that movie and I sat down and I, I don't know if I was in a bad mood or whatever but I started watching that movie, and I thought it was the worst movie
1: I had ever seen. But, you know, and
0: then later on, I watched it, and I think it's freaking hilarious but now. when you watch
1: it at home, you're a little more relaxed. I Maybe guess. you had a little drink or something. I and, walked you
0: know, out of that movie. No. And I'm sure there's probably people watching the stream right now or watching the show. They're like, dude, Tommy Boy is like one of the best comedies he ever did. And they're right. But for whatever reason, that night, it just...
1: You were not feeling your I folly. I was
0: not feeling the Tommy, that's for sure.
1: Um so, you know, and look, let's look at the other side of it. Let's, uh, and I will be totally honest with you here, I paid for Thomas, uh, was it um, Gone Home? Yeah. How did you feel about that after you finished it? Oh, wait, I tell you what, I wish the fucking Steam There was a return? back then. <laughs> um, <laughs> and look, I defended the, public, the developer's right to make a game like Gone Home. Yeah. But it was one of those ones that I listened to, perhaps a couple of people who I shouldn't. Yeah, and um, yeah, I mean, it's look, it's an interesting game. I got, I got no issues with it, but it's not for me. I also but, wonder too if they'll let people who return the game, if they'll keep their
0: reviews up on Steam for that game, or if they'll well, take if them you, down
1: again. I, uh, that's why I think this whole two-hour thing might be a bit interesting and.
0: I mean, even if there's some. Does games it apply like,
1: only to full price games? Does it? How does it work with the Steam sales? All sales, sales final on a Steam sale. Yeah. Does it work with the indie section? Are they going to redo the store? That there is, you know, the indie section is perhaps annexed off. Screen, stream, uh, steam, Steam Greenlight. How does that come into it? I think. Uh, well, the
0: crazy part is you can even look take a game like um, Metal Gear Solid Five: Ground Zeroes, which you know people try to squeeze as much time out of that game as they can. But truth be told. Within a couple of hours, you pretty much get everything out of that. I don't even want to call it a game. That demo that you can get, and so it isn't really just about games like Dear Esther and and Gone Home. It's there's also other games that you can get a lot out of in that short amount of time. And
1: I think this is this is kind of a retread of the um, paying for mods yeah. issue. Um, I think you know some of the best intentions are behind it, but. I think it's, it's flawed, and I think they're going to need to go through a re, uh, rethink, and they're going to have to fine-tune it. Um, it'll be interesting to get into the nitty-gritty. It really will.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, okay, E3 preview f- number 3624. <laughs> EA Sports. It's not just EA, EA Games Sports. and EA Mobile and EA It's in the game. So right, EA, E3 Preview, they have their press conference this year, don't they?
0: Yeah. On Monday at like 1 o'clock Pacific around there. (laughs) Marcus, I got to tell you, I think you're absolutely insane by doing that because... As of right now, in my opinion, EA may have the best lineup of games at E3. Dude,
1: look, I, you, look I've said, I've said my piece on the on the the press conferences on a Monday. There should be first party only, and then we should crack into the show first thing Tuesday morning. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. because um, let's face it, EA, Activision, and Ubisoft having their press conferences on the on the monday knocks nintendo into the tuesday we don't get into the convention center until noon and it's not so much of an issue for us this year because we're not really doing you know hyper hyper but you know what it was like two years ago when you're game oh, trailers yeah. and how many how much stuff what you have to try and get done yeah and this is a trade show it's not a fucking boondoggle more of that in a minute in
0: some ways though it's good marcus because You get to go to these press conferences before the actual show floor opens.
1: Oh, let's face it. And so
0: you can get a lot of media up for this stuff when you're not burdened with, like, oh, my God, there's five camera crews on the floor right now, and a camera's broke, and our talent, they can't find the talent. Like, once the show starts, it's just mayhem. I mean, it is... Unadulterated man, when you're working in a place like Game Trailers or IGN or GameSpot, and it doesn't stop. Like, I would sleep like three hours a night. You know,
1: I've done both sides of it. So, so it's
0: good in some ways to be able to get, like, especially the big stuff because most of those press conferences have the huge stuff. And then you end up going to the show and kind of filling in the blanks here and there. Maybe you get a couple big pieces of media out of the show proper. But, I mean, speaking from the perspective of working at like a mega site, the press conferences help. I mean, there's there's no ifs ands or buts about it.
1: I think they can just they can release the the media and then you can follow up, yeah. Because you can get more out of a booth visit than you can out of a press conference. But anyway, let's they, get back to EA. They though, have because an interesting. We have a
0: ton of stuff to talk about with EA. I mean, their lineup is freaking huge. And I'll just run through it really quickly right now. There's Battlefront, Mass Effect Four, the visceral Star Wars game, Need for Speed, Mirror's Edge Two, all their sports games, maybe Battlefield Five, maybe Titanfall Two. That's a pretty good E3 lineup. Not and then, you know, there'll a, be, like, probably a new Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2 or something like that, which the original I thought was great. I was really surprised by that game. Um, I mean, know,
1: I'm sorry. There's one glaring omission from here. In fact, two. Yes. Need, need for Speed and Desert Strike.
0: <laughs> what need, need for Speed's for speed. on there? Not
1: Need for Speed, Road Rash. Oh, Road Rash and Desert Strike. <laughs> oh, just went through this. Road Rash and Desert Strike. One <laughs> and back. One and back. God damn it. Neither one, um, gonna neither one is ever going to happen. But thankfully, I have them on the Genesis. Uh, but yeah, Star Wars Battlefront. We've talked about it. It's A on lot. my list. Hopefully, Matt was
0: saying before <laughs> the show that he heard that it may be four on four. Have you heard that?
1: Well, they're, they're, what's their, Matt, their where maximum? Did you know that is it thirty-two?
0: remember i that's just something i read somewhere. they, um, they uh, might have
1: a four on four option but i mean that would be insane if it was four on four yeah i mean look to have that option the small option there's nothing wrong with that you got no two no if it's swords. an option
0: but i saying, if it's the max <sighs> number that would but, be nuts. yeah i
1: mean it's not going to recreate the, the the fun of the original is it uh where you know you you wanted bigger numbers you want yeah. to be part of that pitch battle but um Obviously, well, there's...
0: they've already said 40-player max online, so I don't know how that yeah, 4 well, on 4 would work. But... I'm guessing they got bots
1: in there or something. <laughs> yeah, uh, But look, let's face it, the standout for me is obviously Mass Effect 4. Yeah. Uh, again... So
0: rum- there's rumors rumbling right now that BioWare's other game has been canceled. That they have this... So last year at E3 they did kind of a dual video. And the first part of the video concentrated on the next Mass Effect, which Mass Effect 4, we're assuming, it could have some other title. And then they showed this other game that their other studio was working on. And uh, apparently that other game has been canceled. So the chances of seeing that, that one at E3 this year is- EA
1: canceling games from studios like BioWare? No. (laughs) I suppose we should be thankful that BioWare still exists, to be honest with you, after what they did to Westwood- But it's pretty much a done deal that Mass
0: Effect is gonna be there. I mean, they showed it at last year's E3. At the very least, we're gonna get like a kick-ass trailer from the game. I hope so.
1: I hope so. I mean, I, I, I can't see Mass Effect hitting before, you know, next spring.
0: I didn't think Fallout was going to be hitting this year, and now here it is.
1: Uh, well, we still haven't had any confirmation on that. but uh, It has
0: been a lot longer since the last Fallout versus the last Mass Effect. Although well, it's still been a little while.
1: I hope, that, Look, I hope this is a proper Bioware Mass Effect and hasn't been toned down. I mean, I am greatly heartened by how much fun Dragon Age Inquisition was.
0: That is, that is heartening because, you know, they have the exodus of the Doctors out of there. Yeah. And, you know, to me that was a big worry. Because you never know how much people like that are having an impact on the overall picture of a game. Yeah. Because look, they, they, had got, they had ascended to a point where they weren't the ones crunching anymore and they weren't the ones who were staying there until five in the morning every night and sleeping three hours and coming back at nine in the morning. But you don't know how well, don't, much pixie dust you, they're You don't know. You don't
1: know, I mean, you know, I've worked at, um, you know, public developers where I have seen the big bosses. There until three a.m. on on a crunch with people because they they're constantly evaluating. Yeah. So you know we don't know exactly how it went on, but um, if it's look if it's the fact as, of the
0: matter is they're gone, and so there's some concern or was some concern. I think you're right though. I think Dragon Age Inquisition I Dragon
1: Age did very very well. Really, really
0: kind it, of satiated those fears. Yeah. If
1: they can if they can replicate that into into Mass Effect universe and do the, the previous games justice. Uh, I've got no problems with that at all and I will look forward to it uh, immensely. Star Wars from Visceral, um, that's an interesting bag of hammers, isn't it? It is. Amy
0: Hennig from Old Naughty Dog is working there now on the story for the game. Yeah. I mean, we don't know anything. There's been no screenshots no leaks, no I mean, information, no, but no developers tweeting or putting anything on social media. It is just radio I, silence. I think
1: we'll, we're just going to see a trailer. And it'll be interesting to see if this is actually perhaps more tied into one of the standalone movies. Yeah. Um, you know, there was the uh, it was a Star Wars 1313. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was obviously sh- shit count when LucasArts went bye-bye. Uh, but it'll yeah, be interesting in to see if perhaps this takes some of that on board. Um yeah, I'll be interested, because, like, Visceral obviously have a reputation from Dead Space yeah. 1, 2, and 3, but Dead Space 3, obviously, you know, I had a personal issue with Dead Space 3. I think a lot of people did. Well, I mean, just the whole... The <laughs> I microt- don't think anyone liked it as much as the first one or the second one. Yeah, the well, the microtransactions, the drop-in, drop-out co-op, I mean, yeah. where it felt like it was just a It tag just completely
0: on. got away. It was just Dead Space in yeah. name. It wasn't Dead Space in game.
1: I just... Oh, nicely said. Yeah. Um, I, I just hope that we don't... We're not looking at Dead Space with a Star Wars slap on it, you know, Star yeah. Wars skin.
0: I mean, look, I fully expect this to be uncharted star wars i mean i think it's going to be this highly curated highly focused single player single player what? play through the story emotional heartstring tugs here and there
1: if that's the case uh, i hope it's somewhere set in han solo's sort of like pre-star wars time
0: yeah,
1: um, that would for me would be cool because you have got that you know element of let's face it, Nathan Drake is a star, is a Han Solo knockoff. Yeah, for sure. Uh, with all, a lot you know, of in action in the best possible hero. way. I mean, it, he's well, not the
0: only one. I well, mean, no,
1: I mean, you know, they're all you know he console
0: created that archetype basically. well i think you know
1: no that you know that charming rogue you can go all the way back to bogart and yeah before. i guess you're right yeah um so i mean they're all iterations on a theme uh and you know there's no, dis- no disrespect meant to you know the, the uncharted franchise um but yeah i mean that that would be interesting whether it's boba fett uh whether it's you know tapped into rogue one or something so we'll we'll see um i'm excited for that though I'm curious. Because Battlefront is like,
0: you know what you're getting. It's like a multiplayer Star Wars game, which is going to be awesome. But you know what you're getting. We played Battlefront before, but this is a pretty skilled team with a great writer, with a great track record, creating an action adventure based on Star Wars. And the, How long has it been since we had a good action adventure, not an RPG based on Star Wars?
1: Oh, look, I mean, if you if you want to go, you know... Those of you with a short memory, um, let's go back to the Xbox, the original Xbox, and Star Wars Obi Wan. How about yeah. that? That yeah. was really bad. <laughs> Star Wars Obi Wank, as I like to call it. Um, yeah, I, I'm cautiously optimistic. But again, you know, Battlefront has is tempering. You know, I mean, what I,
0: I mean, there was a Star Wars action adventure, Last gem, but it used like that kind of like side character. It wasn't really.
1: What you know? What'd be really cool if they came out with you know Mass Effect Four and said an after Mass Effect Four? We're making Star Wars. i doing a Star Wars game. Yeah, that would be great. I I mean, mean, some of the developers have went
0: on record the last few months saying we would
1: be into that. You put, but you put a, you know, maybe one of the Bioware teams is working on a Star Wars RPG esque. Let
0: me ask you this: If you had the choice, would you rather have Mass Effect Four? Or a Bioware Star Wars game.
1: Um, honestly, if I had the choice, I would have Knights of the Old Republic three.
0: Yeah, I kind of figured you would say that. KOTOR
1: three, um, KOTOR one and two. I would agree with that 2. as well.
0: I would rather have a Star Wars RPG than a yeah. Mass Effect RPG.
1: Well, I mean, look, um, I, and the only reason why I love my I love Mass Effect a, a, a hell of a lot, but it does feel like the story's told.
0: It does. Well, I mean, I mean it was it a it was a trilogy, and it yeah. is kind of told already. Yeah.
1: So I think the, uh, the you know, the chance of having KOTOR three because let's face it, the 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 uh you know the old republic the the actual game that was the mmo wasn't too bad yeah it's just it was stuck within that 14.99 a month subscription then when it free went to free play it went a little um so yeah if if they come out and say uh bioware are bringing you kotor 3 you will i mean that following on from fallout and xcom and (laughs) <laughs> Fan overload. I think I might just <laughs> die. Me for um,
0: Speed, I think we know we're going to get there. Probably a couple tweaks to the formula. No, no big deal. Mirror's Edge 2 is coming out first month or two of next year. So we should see like a huge demo of that. We will. Like a huge demo.
1: And if it doesn't make me motion sick, that's a good sign.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and all the sports stuff, we know we're getting there. Madden, FIFA, NHL, and Rory McIlroy PGA Tour. Battlefield 5, I mean, they should maybe show that for the first time. Maybe a trailer. I doubt they Maybe maybe we,
1: Maybe we don't get a Battlefield this year, uh, The Battlefield trailer. Maybe they'll save it for next year because they want, don't want to take away from the fact they've got Battlefront.
0: Well, that could be. Well, I mean, I don't, look, I don't think they're going to put out a Battlefield this year. No, but I, I mean, a Battlefield
1: have... trailer, there might not be a Battlefield... You know, they might they might want to say, we'll save the Battlefield trailer for the big uh, big reveal next year or maybe, you know, early early on next year after Battlefront is out because I think that's where they know that they are potentially going to make a shit ton of money.
0: You know, everybody who are the early adopters for 4K rigs and 4K monitors are just praying that they show that game because you know that's going to be one of the first games that really pushes that technology.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, no offense to DICE because they've obviously done some great stuff in the past, but them and cutting-edge technology (laughs) never really works out, does it? Um, and then of course this is the big one will there be Titanfall 2 yeah I mean they
0: said that there it won't be and and just full disclosure you and I are both really good friends with somebody who works on Titanfall and I will say she is very good at not giving up information oh she doesn't
1: she's very good at not giving up codes as well yeah (laughs) oh I had to get mine from Intel I
0: can't I I can't (laughs) she actually did give me a code for the game she's
1: awesome We, we love that one yeah
0: yeah she's great but uh she she's no help. She's not going to help us on this and tell us what's going to be at E3. They said the game's not going to be there. I still would think we'll see a teaser or something.
1: We'll basically see something that's basically it's coming out a nine- Q2
0: of next year. So it's not is like it confirmed. Good. Pretty much. Has it been announced? Not officially.
1: No. There you go. Doesn't exist. Yeah. Uh, no, the I think game we'll, is confirmed. I think we'll basically see a, t- a, a new swanky Titan dropping, and that was it. Yeah, I th- like I I honestly think that they're gonna put so much time and effort into Star Wars stuff, uh, and I'm sure that's part. They of their should deal. though. I well, mean, that's a smart move. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then you know they can basically bounce out of that and have all this new stuff. So I think you know if we see anything, it'll be minute. But
0: here's one thing I would say: EA needs to work on its press conferences because typically they're really drab and boring. But, look, I don't want him to go, like, all Mr. Caffeine in the other direction either, but... I just want him to go. <laughs>
1: you wouldn't get all these awesome Star Wars games if they went away. Oh, they still do the fucking games. You just wouldn't have the press conferences. Oh,
0: you're just saying the press conferences. Yes,
1: yeah, not EA can go. I mean, you know, look, I stand by what I said last week. I gave EA props. Titanfall 2, what was, is one thing you would want for Titanfall 2? I didn't really enjoy Titanfall one. You didn't? Uh, no, this was part of the. This was the disconnect. It came out when we were working together. Yeah. Um. And I gotta say, look, at, while I could appreciate it, it just felt like a Call of Duty meets Battlefield with big fucking robots. What about all the wall running and all that stuff? Oh, sorry, Pins of Persia, Sands of Time. I well, that's I, a pretty I, big deal for a shooter. But again, it's just a time. it's. I could see again why a lot of people enjoyed it and got into it. I didn't really get into it. Because I was playing, you know, I played on PC a couple of times, but it just wasn't my... I'm a big shooter guy.
0: I mean, I love shooters, and I once I find one, it's kind of like my go-to time waster. If I have an hour here or there, I jump on and play it. And I played Titanfall probably like six weeks. Well, what would you want out of it? Single player campaign? Definitely. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a big deal. I mean, that was the other thing, too, is a game a lot of times you can rely on a campaign to teach you the nuances of play and like while there was a tutorial in the first Titanfall, that kind of said this is how you do this this is how you do this it didn't i didn't feel like i was well prepared enough to go online and play against other people i felt like when i went in there i was ill prepared and maybe everybody else is too but i got in it like a couple days late and everybody had already kind of got over the learning curve and so i got spanked like the first couple days so
1: improved matchmaking
0: Matt, well, yeah, matchmaking can be improved on every multiplayer shooter ever, Oh, it ever. can. Don't,
1: don't get me wrong. It's just, you know, again, if, you know, I, I figure that and I've said this before, that if you're in the business of making multiplayer shooters and you can't do matchmaking that matches level to level or within and make your level differences, you know, all right, so it's one to three. Levels one to three are all lumped in together. But if you make it such a difference at three that you're still whomping people at one, that's a sign of get the fuck out of the business. But
0: nobody can do it, Marcus. That is one of my biggest complaints with-
1: 1v1, general... 2v2, and then when you get into the later levels, I mean, you really need to handhold people because let's face it, people are plonking down 60 bucks yeah. for a, a multiplayer experience, which doesn't have any single player component whatsoever. So, you you know, give them the option to really learn and get comfortable, play within their own level, and then offer, you know, the the MMO section of, oh, you think, you, you know, you wanna play with the big boys? Well, why don't you wander into the this fucking pvp zone which is full of level 90s here's, Give them here's that the option. problem
0: though is i talked to the call of duty developers one time from treyarch and they were talking about what the most important thing was to their games longevity online and you'll never guess what they said was most important
1: to Cust- customers who pay for everything
0: no do you want to guess like a legit guess of what it was it's the time it takes from when you end a match to when the next match starts and so their conundrum is okay so if people aren't getting into matches really quickly they drop and they subliminally don't think it's a great experience and they stop playing altogether ultimately so how do you manage that if you're trying to get matchmaking right and you're saying look we need to match up all people who are level 1 all people who are level 2 or whatever the problem is, is that all those people are in other games, so well, like you're pe- you're forcing you as a level two person to sit there and wait in a lobby for a really long time while all these other other level two people finish up and can get matched up with you. Well, you can, and then there's the whole
1: can, ping part of it. And look, you could look, you can tweak it, or you can give it the option. Do you want to, You know, do you want to go a level above? Do you want to go a level below? I mean, well, actually, it should never give you the option to go a level below. But you know, you're, you're level two. Do you want to play with level threes? Because there's no there's no twos available right yeah. now. Be a little more creative in the options. Stop being so rigid in the, you know, oh, well, we're just gonna stick everybody in together roughly around the same. Um, and Because, look, getting into a game, and, and here's the other thing, if you had a single player component, people wouldn't mind so much about perhaps waiting to get into a multiplayer game because they have something else to do. Right. Let them tootle around and, you know, fiddle with their mech or something. Um, but there is something worse than sitting there waiting to get into a game. It's called getting into a game, getting your ass reamed over and over and over, getting absolutely destroyed, and just throwing the controller down because like that I'm sold of my fucking league. That's, I'm why, not touching that's this how game they again.
0: drop people from their game. Is because people go in, they get their ass handed to them, they're frustrated like a minute into the round, and yeah. they end up like hiding, trying to not to get killed. And then they can boot it. The first thing they want to do is play again. Cause they're like, oh, that was awful. I need to like redeem myself. They want to jump right into a game. And if you can't provide that to them, you're exactly right. They're like, screw this. They throw the controller down. They're like, I'm done with this game. Yeah,
1: cause I think a lot more people are actually more inclined to walk away from a bad game experience than walk away from a prolonged period before you get into a game. Yeah. Because they can build the hype, and then once the you know the game game kicks in, you're off and you're running, and you're having fun. Yeah. And that's just you know, it's just my two cents.
0: But I think they should keep the traversal stuff from Titanfall. I love that being able to run the walls. It added a new element to the game. I love the mechs. I think they should keep that, and I'm sure they will. I mean, that is what Titanfall is all about. Can so the mechs
1: transform into cars this time?
0: <laughs> oh, no, now you're talking about Skylanders.
1: <laughs> we'll talk about that <laughs> one later. Um, all right, so EA. EA or Square Enix? Who's got the most hype for you? Hmm. See, that wasn't on the script, like. Threw a curveball. I'm like one of them They're baseball players.
0: I, got, I mean, just for sheer volume, i got to say EA. And the fact that Final Fantasy XV is not going to be there, even though I'm not a huge Final Fantasy fan, I still get excited about it, like. Yeah, I mean, I have to say EA. That's what I'm saying. Like, EA has a killer lineup, man.
1: Like, they, Look, they have, they have a pretty good lineup. They're yeah, good lineup. I
0: mean, as far as E3s go, that one's pretty solid, so. I think they're going to have a good show, and I'm sure they're going to show some stuff that we didn't even expect. So, yeah.
1: so we're going way over time now. No, I know, but so, this
0: next topic you're going to go off the deep end again. Well, and that is XCOM 2. We thought it was Advent at first. Everybody thought it was Advent. Everyone. I'm
1: not going to go for the deep end. Of the, I'm look. I'm happy for it, but I mean, it's it's you know, it had the misfortune to be announced around the same time as Fallout 4. I mean, you yeah. know, it's like it had its thunder stolen. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I mean, X, I loved the last XCOM. So
0: did I. We gave it game of the year, game yeah. trailers. It
1: was a great game. It was a, uh, you know, they, they paid lots of homage to the original style of game. They updated it. Um, they'd gone away from that horrible version that we'd look, uh, that we saw before, remember, the x oh, right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Version that was, like, an action-y, shooter-y type thing. Well, I
0: mean, look, there's still a little bit of that kind of cheese in the game. A little with cheese is good.
1: the whole 50s alien thing. No, a little cheese is good, but when you have so much cheese, you end up with cholesterol poisoning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not a bad, th- that's not a good thing. But yeah, look, this, um, it's XCOM 2, and it's PC only and yeah for now like i don't oh, i don't think that's gonna hold it'll, up it'll come to Xbox and ps4 at some point but
0: um yeah I, I would even say
1: like come day and date with the pc
0: version like i have a feeling that maybe like one of the console platform holders are going to announce well, like we got a timed exclusive the on this the wii u no no um definitely not the wii u this thing couldn't run on wii u but
1: i like the way they flipped it this time around where it's not you are you know you know, you are the big guys. In the first one, you were the big guys. You had the budget. This time round, you're, you're the, this mobile little rogue force. Uh, up against it. It's um, a little
0: more ambiguous too, as far as like who the good guys are, who the bad guys are. It almost looks like the aliens are allies in parts of this trailer.
1: The yeah, there's 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 a lot going on. I mean, let's face it, the snake thing is really kind of creepy. Yeah, um, <laughs>
0: let's face it.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what they what they've they've done with this. I mean, we don't know, we don't know where this is going. We don't know what's going on in a you know a lot sword. Yeah. Ninja. Oh. He's got a sword. All right, so yes, XCOM, um, we'll make this nice, short, and sweet. Uh, I'm excited for XCOM 2. Shane, are you excited for XCOM 2?
0: I'm extremely excited, but kind of if you look at like the, the show graphics right now, it says the XCOM 2 swindle, and that's because it's not talking about the developers or the publishers. It's not like they led us to believe it was one thing and did another. It's just been crazy to see... When they showed it as Advent first, how excited people got. Because they're like, oh my gosh, it's a new AAA franchise from 2K, maybe Rockstar. Who knows? Expectations and prognostications were going wild over what it could be. And so, it was a little disappointing to find out that game was XCOM 2, I have to say. Like, I am excited for it, and I loved Enemy Unknown. And like I said, we gave it Game of the Year at GT the year it came out. But compared to what I thought it was going to be, to what it ended up being,
1: it was kind of disappointing. Look, let's face it. You're primed in life to be disappointed. Oh, yeah. If you go with, you know... Do you ever
0: get excited over anything.
1: Uh, There's so many things. Uh, But yes, I'm... You build everything up to be greater in your mind than it really is. I'm pleased. Um, More XCOM if it's got the charm and the fun of the original. Oh, the the original reboot, if you will. Um, So yes, good job. I'm down with it.
0: There's no way they're releasing that game just for PC. It costs too much to make games. They leave too much money on the table. There's just no way that's happening.
1: Well, you never know.
0: I think I know. I, I think mean, it's gonna come the for
1: PC it's a, it's a, on the whole, you know, you get make all that money out of digital because box copies for PC don't exist anymore. Right. So
0: No with Steam, you don't really need any You of that you pay anymore.
1: you you know, you pay your valve cut, but then the rest of it is sixty odd dollars. It'll be interesting to see how they did with the last Civ game. Yeah. But I think this What Galactic
0: thing, Civilizations?
1: Was it Civ Five, Gal Civ or whatever? Galactic, yeah. There's so many Civilization games. But yes, uh, good. More XCOM. I'm surprised we like. didn't talk
0: about that game more than I much.
1: just know we have st- I want to get to the next fucking topic. Okay. It's burning a hole. <laughs> all right? <laughs> On I, the
0: TV screen, it's burning a hole. Yep, so Marcus, at this year's E3, they are going to allow fans into the show, and it's not just anybody. It's 5,000 people that the publishers can invite... To the show specifically. So what I'm guessing is it's probably YouTubers who are a part of that publisher's community and they want to get them in there so they can do their YouTube thing. Like, I don't think little Billy, who's a Nintendo fan, can, like, write Nintendo a letter and say, will you please give me an E3? Like, I don't think it's going to work that way. It sounds to me like you have to have some kind of a rough affiliation with the game or the publisher or whatever. But, Marcus, is there
1: room for even 5,000 more people at E3? Fuck off, no. Yeah. No, 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 no. Keep the fucking public. And no offense to the public who watch this. And no offense to the public who watch games. But this is a trade show. This is for the trade. We have PAX East, PAX West. Packs packs south, packs pack south Pack deep south pack <laughs> australia packs the moon gamescom has a press day <laughs> tokyo game show has a press day in fact if e3 wants to get smart and let the public in do a fucking media uh media free day do third friday and saturday yeah as public days that's what they public should do days. That's, that's exactly what, do.
0: what they should do they should leave the show open for two more days and just let the public go in
1: because let's face it there are so many rules on that fucking site for the, for, for e3 You have to be accredited, you have to be over 21, you have to be this, you have to be that. And then you walk into E3, you see a bunch of fucking kids waddling around because their cunt punches of parents are fucking high ups at Konami or Activision or EA or whatever. Those fucking douchebags shouldn't be there because, oh my daddy's a fucking accountant at EA, I can get it all in and we can go to the Xbox West conference. Fuck off, you little bastard. <laughs> You're not supposed to be there. Stay the fuck away. Let's and it go does th- cause problems, yeah. And this is going to get even worse because it, I guarantee you that there's going to be a percentage of these people who are coming in who are going to be Fucking cosplayers. Oh, are there's, <laughs> right. there's one thing I hate at E3 more than people who shouldn't be there, it's fucking cosplayers. Yeah. This is a professional event. I know I'm looking like I'm cosplaying George RR Martin right now, but I'm <laughs> not. We do not need to go <laughs> from meeting to meeting Running through a bunch of people who haven't bathed in a fucking week because they've been in a car coming from <laughs> fucking Oklahoma and haven't stopped and uh, and basically uh, you know and now sharing a room with twelve other people who are on the same fucking trip, in case who are basically encased in some sort of spandex or something else, and they're in line blocking the way, stinking the fucking joint up, and they have no fucking right there. Yeah. So no, it's not a good idea. It's fucking stupid. Let us do our jobs. Otherwise, you know what, ESA? Stop taking all the fucking money from the publishers right. and just yeah. do away with E3. Just go and do what the publishers would really like to do, and it's called direct marketing. It's called getting a bunch of, and not all YouTubers are like this, but your evangelists, your motivators, your insp- inspirational specialists, who are basically on your fucking payroll to create a bunch of fake advertorial Shit. They should be prosecuted by the FCC, but the FCC don't know their fucking thumbs from their fucking asshole.
0: Actually, today, the FCC put out new rules for YouTubers that were actually pretty hardcore. Just today, that story broke. Good.
1: I'm hoping most of them end up in fucking jail. Because, <laughs> and this is the thing everybody's like, well, dude, I really trust a trust YouTuber because I can't trust the games media because they mix with, you know, they mix with the publishers and blah, 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 blah. It's like, you think these YouTubers are doing it just for the love of the fucking game? They make more money than the journalists. Why? Way more, because they don't yeah. have the morals or the ethics. Yeah. Because they've never been to journalism school. They basically are getting backhanders left, right, and center to go and promote the game and then say, oh, this is the best game ever. Yeah, rah, rah, rah. Thank you. Here's my paycheck. Look at me. I'm making a buttload of money. And then everybody buys into that and people think, oh, this is the absolute way that with the few, you know, he- this is how we need our press to be. That's not... Press that's as much press as Twitter is press.
0: Here's the thing, Marcus. I actually think that the publishers are behind this. I think they went to the ESA and were like, "Look, like you aren't letting these people in who are going to come in to this show and just go bonkers over our product and then go on YouTube. We don't
1: fucking need them. But see, that's the thing because they don't provide calm, uh, calm like me, objective (laughs) coverage. And look, I am not a journalist. He journalist me no journalist yeah. me talking head 20 25 odd years games experience working everything from retail to to there was a time when i was a journalist then pr person product marketing person product manager all those various things in this in the industry but he the journalist he the one with the morals and the scruples and the journalistic ethics we need more of that and less of some fucking 15 year old biscuit with a vine account
0: yeah. We do but not see, the, need that. the publishers want him in there, Marcus. And
1: I'm sorry, the publishers should be told, no, the ESA needs to have a backbone. But the but ESA
0: is the, the one, the, the publishers ESA, are giving
1: them the money. The ESA doesn't have a backbone because the ESA lets the kids in year after year. And they let they the do. fucking celebrities in. How can you tell me, with no offense and no disrespect meant to Snoop Dogg, who is a wild and wacky entertainer, what the fuck's his connection to the video game industry? Yeah, every year I see him... Swan him by. Oh, he actually
0: has done some stuff for games this year. What he did like a soundtrack for one. And game last year, and the, year, and year like, before, and the year before, the year before, the year before, he'll do like before. songs for games
1: or whatever. If you're not, he's in, very loosely involved. But if you're with games. not involved with a game that's being promoted, and you're a celebrity, oh, they're like going to the let the celebrities He's not even going to go like that. But again,
0: they're always going to let him in because they want that photo because, on you Yahoo.com exactly, and you know what, MSN.com and whatever but, else. But I mean,
1: the ESA needs to basically buck up its fucking ideas. They need to either get a backbone and say, we're enforcing the fucking rules, fuck off, or they need to get smart about it and say, we're gonna have a week long of E3. We're gonna start on the Monday, which would basically put paid to a bunch of the press conference stuff. We're gonna start Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it's gonna be press days, or Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, press days. Press, uh, sales from the retailers, that sort of thing. They're going to come in. We're going to we're going to you know, do the business Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's the public days and then bring the public in. Let them play different versions because let's face it, the other thing is a lot of these people who will come in, you know, will be flown in or will, will, will trek halfway across the world or the country to, to get into this. They're going to get fucking gypped yeah. because they will line up to watch a fucking video while a lot of people are struggling to get through because they won't be able to go and play most of the stuff.
0: 5,000 people is a lot of people, man. You especially you, you when, especially, filter those people around that hall like it will make a noticeable difference. Well, numbers
1: difference. are up this year anyway. Yeah. There, there's like an extra 15,000 uh you know up again this year. It's just it it's mind-boggling. I mean, your plan is the right
0: one though. It's have a couple days for the press. I mean, let's be honest. Thursday, 83 like I usually go on Thursday because everybody else is all hungover and, like, don't come. And so I'll go on Tuesday for a little bit, but then I wait till Thursday because you can walk around the hall and you can see everything in, like, yeah. four or five hours. You talk to your PR friends and they're like, yeah, come on in. If you go on Tuesday or, or Wednesday, everything is booked. It's really well, hard Wednesday's to get in there. just a
1: fucking half day. Tuesday's a half day.
0: Right. And so Thursday is kind of dead and like I could see maybe even Thursday being a day for the public. Thursday and Friday and just give the press the first two days or whatever, but letting these people... And it was funny, too. Like, I was putting together B-roll for this segment and, like, there was footage of little kids yeah. playing... And it wasn't like they were there and there was, like, some celeb and he's, like, the son of EA executives I did or whatever. Nine, he, I,
1: did, I did a Night Gamer two years ago. Um, and what, what did we do? I gave Megan the... the um
0: Right there. Perfect example. Who is that kid? What is that kid doing at E3? And this is from E3 2013.
1: There you go. I think that was actually the footage Megan pulled to put on (laughs) Annoyed Gamer. So who is that kid? Where are the parents? And why can't I beat them with a fucking stick?
0: Yeah. (laughs) And the other part of it too is that, I mean, it's kind of disingenuous that they're saying, oh, we're letting the public into E3, because you could always buy your way into E3. It has been there for forever the thing is is it's like $400 if you want to get in there but for instance last year one of my friends from back home came out here for vacation and she brought her son along and her son was like 18 or 19 um, and she messaged me and was like hey can you get him into E3 and I was like it's too late to do that you know I can't say he's press or whatever I can't help you so she's like okay well, we'll see what we can do he just walked up and just paid and went right in yeah so if you're a rich kid you could always get into E3. You don't have to be a part of the press or even a part of the special program. You can do it again this year. Yeah. Like, look, if you're watching this right now and you don't get selected by a publisher to go, you can walk up to E3 and get in if you want to drop, like, four or 500 bones. I mean, that's a fact. So, again, I think this is all just a strategy because all these publishers want these YouTubers to come into the show because they're just going to gush. Because they're going to be so happy. They're going to be like, oh, thank you, Nintendo. You got me an invite to E3 or thank you actor, or whoever and you're paying for my hotel yeah and and so, for... exactly and they're gonna roll into that show they're gonna walk around with their selfie sticks and their crazy contraptions that
1: they film themselves with and they're gonna the walk first out time of there some fucker bangs me on the head with a selfie stick i'm gonna shove it so far <laughs> up their ass they're gonna take pictures of their intestines but
0: that's what's gonna happen they're gonna roll in there with all that stuff and they're gonna go to their youtube channels who have huge audiences and they're gonna come out and say everything was awesome Everything Nintendo did was everything Sony did was awesome.
1: Exactly, because they're fans, they're not journalists. And this is the problem with a lot of the people they like to But that's why the publishers, they're fanboys, they're they're not journalists.
0: But the publishers hate people like us who tell it like it is. I mean, a lot of people who watch games coverage hate people like us because
1: all they want is someone to tell them that what they already think is right. They want, well, they want, yes, they want fucking validation. Uh, And they basically want to hear that we agree with them and therefore they are fantastic. And our resumes, one X solo or whatever your fucking name is. I'll talk about my resume every fucking week if you want, because you know what? That's what makes the difference with me and him over 90% of the fucking things you'll see on YouTube because we have the experience. If you don't appreciate that fact and you don't want to hear where it's coming from, fuck off.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, there's a reason IGN is really popular. IGN assigns editors to a platform and essentially
1: we talked about this last week de facto, two weeks ago
0: they become fans of that platform even if they're really not to the people who go to the website they're like he only covers nintendo or he only covers my, or he only and he's on the sony only podcast he's on the xbox only podcast." <laughs> and so the users build up this thing like he's a fan just like me he likes nintendo like there just is as much no
1: objectivity do.
0: There isn't, yeah. but people, is, is what we were just saying, they there's don't want objectivity, they don't
1: want the truth. More think- pandering than southern China.
0: Look, there's a lot of people that hate me out there. Panders who- out there. There's a lot of people that hate me out there, and the reason they hate me is because I'm not a fan of anything. Like, I will give anything shit if it's shit, and there's some people who don't do that, and so when you don't side up with anybody somebody's always going to be angry with you because one week I'm going to bang on Sony. One week I'm going to bang on Microsoft. One week I'm going to bang on Nintendo when they and deserve every, and it. And
1: every week I'm going to bang everybody. I'm going to bang <laughs> on everybody. Sorry.
0: But what happens is eventually there's the fans of each one of those platforms. All of them get mad because they're like, oh, Shane hates Nintendo. All oh, now next week he hates Sony. Next week he hates Microsoft. So it's
1: because we're dealing...
0: So they don't want us at this show. They don't want people who tell the truth or may actually be critical of something. They want these people to roll in who are fans, go in and do their coverage. And in a lot of cases, we'll do way more views than what you and I do or even an IGN does. Well, it's spread the
1: good word. It's the same people who think that the Kardashians are good role models for women. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I so... mean, it's the fall of fucking civilization out there, people. I mean, it, you know, if if you don't realize it yet, realize it now. When you look at, the, you know, TV stations that have the fucking, was it, Real Housewives of My Backyard Toilet or <laughs> Keeping Up with the Kantashians or, you know, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire Fifth Grader or whatever the fuck, the garbage they put out, Honey Boo Boo, um, the fucking... Those child molesters, well, they the <laughs> Duggars? Uh, well, one of them is a child molester. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is the shit that they rammed down your throat. And it basically means that nobody, you know, everybody wants to be part of the in crowd. Everybody wants to, they're valid, you know, to be con- continually validated. And you will find that the older you get, the less you give a shit about validation and yes, you realize that you maybe unreal. wasted 10, 15, 20 years seeking that validation be capable of individual thought and only hang with those who could give you that individual thought process because let's face it anybody who signed up to be mr sony mr nintendo or mr microsoft can kiss my ass All right, um, we're running well late.
0: All right, so it's time to move on to our Trailer of the Week. Now, obviously, we just showed a bunch of awesome trailers. We could have used XCOM. We even could have used, like, the the Uncharted remaster. We could have used Tomb Raider.
1: But we're going to use Fallout 4.
0: No, we're not. We could have used that, too. But what we are going to use this week is a game that I think isn't getting enough attention, or at least isn't as much attention as it deserves. It is... Battleborn, not Bloodborne, it's Battleborn. It's the E3 trailer, the first official E3 trailer, I might add. For some reason, I think they labeled it E3 because they don't want their game to get lost in the shuffle in a couple weeks. It is Battleborn. It is a first-person shooter with MOBA elements in it. Basically, you play in kind of a lane or like a tube. Um, It's a very unique shooter. It's got a great art style. I really want to expose people to this game as much as possible because I think it looks really cool. So here we go. Battleborn E3 trailer. i bueno. Alright, so what did you think of that, Marcus? You asked why you were watching it if it was free to play. What made you think that by watching the trailer? Because it looks like Team Fortress 2. Yeah. <laughs> you just assume everything that looks like
1: that is free No, it just looks like Team Fortress 2. Yeah. I mean, um, graphically, um, it looks interesting. I I, I kind of like Gearbox. I mean, I love the bottle and stuff in particular. Who doesn't? Um, but Why I is that whole aliens colonial marines thing. <laughs> yeah. <don't> <laughs> um, yeah. So, but that one. Look. Uh, this whole free to de- you know brawler moba craze we're going through right now. I mean, can't, it'll die off. Uh, yeah. Can't people learn from the whole DC you know, Infinite Crisis debacle and the one the Lord of the Rings before that? Um. I don't know. I it just. Eh. It was a CGI trailer as well. wasn't really gameplay footage. So I think that
0: might be an engine stuff, but it could it was be an obviously engine. They but were it's moving not... the camera around. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, yeah. I'd like to see gameplay. Yeah. Um. I maybe I'll go home and look up see what it is, see what it's got, but
0: big eh. All right, so we have gone way over today, Marcus. Our conversations just really reeled along in episode 13. If we didn't have to
1: waste time on Square Enix, Steam Refund, <laughs> EA, and fans getting into We could into have E3, just talked about Fallout 4. Fallout 4 and XCOM 2. That's all we should have talked about today yeah. because um, they are thickly. Yeah.
0: Well, next week's show, we will be, we'll be tackling Microsoft and Nintendo, for sure. Those are two big ones. We'll be doing E3 predictions. Marcus, maybe get one question from our users. We can't do a ton of q and because we're already so far over time, but we do want to maybe answer one or two. Uh, but next week will be our big E3 blowout. We'll also go over how we're going to be covering E3 right here on SIFT. Just as a quick hint, I guess, is the best way to put it. It will be kind of like a hangout. We're gonna be hanging out with you guys during the press conferences, in between the press conferences, doing a lot of analysis, bringing in people to talk with us about things. Um, So all day Monday, we'll be here, literally live streaming all day. And uh, we'll we'll have the press conferences going through our stream. Marcus and I will be here, kind of sitting with you guys, watching the press conferences, doing commentary, answering your questions. And then after each press conference, we'll do our full analysis. More interaction with you guys. Move right into the next press conference. Rinse and repeat throughout the day. Are
1: we talking Sony next week, by the way? Yep. Sony. No, we
0: talked we talk Sony already. Next week it's Microsoft and Nintendo. That's
1: right, we did. That was yeah. last week's episode. Somebody asked.
0: Yeah, Sony was last Sony. week's episode. So head to sifted.net and episode 12 is up there. You, you'll be able to find the episode really easily. Um, any, other, any questions, Marcus? Do you want to get a cup? Gin.
1: <laughs> Liquid math. Yeah,
0: that would be awesome. Yes.
1: No. It's it's some sort of uh, da da da. It's just um, water. Yeah. yeah. Um, will we do that on Sunday for Bethesda? No. No.
0: No, but the so no. Sunday, Marcus and I will be at Bethesda's press conference on Sunday night, and we're coming in early on Monday. I know Marcus really hates this, but they, they,
1: look, I'm I I am TBD on that one. Okay. No, because he'll be here. I live twenty six miles away.
0: The earlier um, he gets here, the better the traffic will be. Go on Twitter and tell him he needs to be here. You on can time. tell me
1: all you want, but um <laughs> I got some C see- oh, look, I'm gonna be kind of shit faced on Sunday because Sunday's my warm up day for E3. Yeah. Uh, and this is the first time I've gone to a press conference, but I'm starting at B four and then I'm going to Bethesda and there will probably be some libations directly after Bethesda. So we'll see It'll how be done early. We'll no <laughs> 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 yeah, you will. No, 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 no. Anyway. Um, so he will definitely be here. Matt will definitely be here. I might roll in around just just after Microsoft's finishing up. No, that would I'm, be a I, I, Or maybe, maybe Shane will just Skype me in or something. I don't know. Nope. We'll, we'll see how it goes. He'll be here. You know, it'll be a game <laughs> game time decision. Game time decision.
0: Anyway, uh, we'll talk about Bethesda basically in the lead up to Microsoft Presser or after Microsoft Presser if we have some time. If we've talked about Microsoft stuff for long enough, we may be, uh, be able to talk about Bethesda stuff. But
1: uh, The other thing is I never, wear, I never wear pants when I'm watching the press conferences. I just sit on my they couch. They can't tell if you're wearing pants just, or not. You
0: know, you know. <laughs> but anyway, you'll be able to, we'll be able to hang out with you guys all day. And that's really what we wanted to do with E3 is make it less formal and make it fun. And uh, make it less stiff, because it really is a celebration of video games, and we want to celebrate the most awesome day of the year, our Christmas, as gamers, with you guys. So look for much more information on that next week. Also, a huge E3 preview blowout next week. Same time, same place. We'll see you next week. Game Face is up and out. Christmas is my Christmas.